Hi everyone, my name is Rod Jans and you're listening to the Get Inspired Talks podcast. For this episode of the Get Inspired Talks podcast, we visit with Paul Niger. In this episode, we discuss yoga, martial arts, empowerment, and transformation. Our guest, Paul Niger, is an author and entrepreneur. He has dedicated his life to helping people build awareness of their body and spirit. Through his educational background in martial arts and traditional Chinese medicine, Paul has created a system of yoga combined with meditation, martial arts, and personal development coaching techniques. Paul uses fitness as a vehicle to bring awareness and consciousness to one's life to help them establish peace and fulfillment within. Now, please help me welcome Paul Niger to the Get Inspired Talks podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Get Inspired Talks podcast. On the line with me today is Paul Niger. Welcome to the Get Inspired Talks podcast, Paul. Hey, Rod. Thanks for having me. It's great to catch up with you. I think Paul and I met at one time way back when at some sort of business seminar, and then we did an interview after that years ago. And uh, so it's really good to catch up with you again. Yeah, man. I can't. It doesn't seem like that long ago, but I think that was like in 2013, which is like almost that's like five years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think one of the reasons it doesn't feel that long to me is that I've been following you on social media ever since. So I I watch your videos and see your your incredible uh, workout posts and okay. that sort of thing once in a while. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually I had to taper off on my workouts. My workouts were pretty intense for a while. And then, uh, uh, I got double shoulder injury, which is good to get injuries actually, because it really puts things in perspective. Like, um, it helps you really learn about your body as well. And, and it gives me an opportunity to offer different rehab exercises when I teach, you know, everything that I'm working on for my body, I can, offer preventative or even rehab exercises for my, my clients. Well, you were doing some pretty intense stuff there. So <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but I'm almost not surprised you got injured. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is is because I, I, I'm very, very active. I work out yeah. a lot, like hours at a time, right? So, I mean, not all of my workouts are intense, but when they are intense, they get pretty fun. <laughs> and then you're, you're teaching classes, of course, too. People can see if they're watching on video, they can see the yoga dojo sign behind you. I, I, have, <laughs> I have a question. We're not going to necessarily talk about that today, but I want to give you an opportunity to talk about that since it is in the background. Right. Uh, just tell us about your yoga dojo. Yoga dojo. So it's interesting. I'm a lifelong martial artist, and it's actually a family tradition to study martial arts. And I've been studying since I was seven years old and I in my training in martial arts it was always very violent you know like hitting the bag and kicking hard and doing all this stuff so I was always getting injuries but I loved it it was such a passion for me and then I got into yoga because I wanted to do something kinder and I, at the time when I was in my 20s I felt like I need to work on my attention span I felt like I wanted to work on focus and you know just something more kind and gentle to the body but then when I started doing yoga, it wasn't intense enough. So I decided to add in my martial arts and, you know, and I, I'm also a uh, study Chinese medicine. So I added a whole bunch of Chinese medicine principles into my training. So yoga is like means connection with, or union with spirit. So anything that uh, inspires you as an individual, 
you'll find within your own spirit. So through meditation, deep breathing, or even Tony Robbins mentions his flow state. So when you hit a flow state, that's when you're really zeroed in on a certain task. And that's when you start to feel inspired. All this creativity starts to flow and you just feel really great. So yoga it, for me is that connection to that flow state. Dojo, on the other hand, it's like a Japanese word that people associate with a school, like usually a karate dojo, you know, a place of learning. But actually, the, the little tran literal translation of dojo means place of enlightenment. So putting them together was, uh, it was like, so it was funny, actually, because I first created yoga do. Do means the way, you know, like taekwondo, karate do, jeet kune do. Uh, do means the way. So when I created my fusion of yoga mixed with martial arts, I called it Yoga Do. And then when it came to finally deciding to open up my own studio, they're like, what do you want to call it? And I just, I don't, it just slipped out. I just said it. I didn't even think about it before. It just came out and I was like, Yoga Dojo. So. <laughs> That's very cool. So you came up with your own discipline and then you started your own school and started teaching people the, the yeah. things that you were you were learning and have learned and been trained in yeah right on um one of the questions we've been asking all of our guests is just about their upbringing you already mentioned it a little bit like you said uh martial arts is in your family so that's that's one of the first questions we've been asking everyone is just how do you think your upbringing influenced what you're doing today oh huge well actually i'll tell you what when i was 11 years old I wrote a contract to myself um, and I, wrote, I remember writing it in July because in the summer I'd be home a lot. Um, but my childhood was like, like I said, uh, being inspired by martial arts. Like I really liked time to myself instead of hanging out with my friends, which I did quite a bit. But I remember my summer mornings waking up early and doing like a, a meditation. I didn't know what meditation was at the time, but I would sit still and then I would do my karate, practice my karate routines, you know, at least for an hour, 45 minutes to myself before I started like, you know, hanging out with my friends. That inspiration came from following movies of Bruce Lee. You know, I, I know everything there is to know about Bruce Lee. I was a fanatic, a fanatical fan of his. And um, so one thing I had learned from him is that if you want something, you need to like solidify it, like create a contract to promise to yourself this is what you seek to achieve and become. So in that contract, I wrote to myself that I was going to study three styles of martial arts and create my own as a result of that. So that's what Bruce Lee did. You know, he studied different styles and, you know, in different interpretations and he created his own, which is called Jeet Kune Do. And then beyond that, he became uh, an international movie sensation. You know, it was a great, like his movies were very inspiring for me and, he also did philosophy. He got his degree from Washington uh, University just across the border in Seattle. And he's got a degree in philosophy. So it's interesting. Although I got through my teens, you know, following Bruce Lee and the martial arts. But when I got into my 20s, I kind of got off track because I was like, well, you know, opening up a martial arts school. Is that, you know, will I be able to support myself doing that? And is that something I really want to do? I always wanted to do movies. I thought that would really cool, be cool, but I didn't really get my opportunity to be in movies until I hit my 30s. So right after I got out of my 20s, like I was 31, and that's when a director had noticed one of my videos of me training online on YouTube. 
And he asked me, because I had my contact info, he asked me, he goes, do you want to like, you know, choreograph and double for the, our star in the movie? I was like, yeah, absolutely. That'd be so cool. So I got to do that. And then so following, the, and, and, I, and by this time, I had forgotten about that contract I wrote to myself. And it wasn't until 2015 when I first opened up my yoga studio and everything was done. We put in the hardwood floors and mirrors and I was just sitting here and I was like, holy cow, like, this is it. You know, instead of creating my own style of martial arts, I created my own style of yoga fused with martial arts. And I had the opportunity to work in movies as a stuntman, as a fight choreographer. Now, beyond that, I also wrote books. You know, I wrote books on personal development, personal development and spirituality. And those books are based on like, you know, the psychology and the stuff that I was going through in my 20s and in my teens, stuff that I felt was a an inhibitor in my growth. So I decided to write about them and see if I can share different tools and methods in overcoming, you know, the anxiety, the anger and whatever it was I was going through. So, you know, my upbringing, you know, was really focused on martial arts, but I was also blessed to have parents that were really into, well, they really supported me in anything I wanted to do. Uh, But I always watched them. Like my dad would do deep breathing exercises at home or at the park. He would do yoga stretches. So I figured there was going to be a time I, I would slow down in the martial arts and either take on Tai Chi or yoga. And it just, yoga just kind of fell into place because I guess I don't know the, the Indian background or just watching my dad. Cool. That's a very cool story. I love that contract. I can just see you as, a, as an 11 year old doing your little. Your little practice and then <laughs> doing your I had martial a little arts. bit more hair back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, I've seen pictures of you online with hair, so I can, oh, I, I, I can still imagine that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you mentioned writing a book. We're not going to go into that too much today, but I just thought it was really interesting how, well, there were some things that you did with that book. Let's, let's talk about that real quickly. And then we're going to talk about some stuff that you've been teaching lately. But the book is called Everything I Thought I Was and What I Came to Be. And as I, if I remember correctly from our discussion before, the book really flowed. And then part of the objective of that book was actually to, to share it with, some, with young people and to, yes. to, uh, to, in, to teach them what you had learned. And just tell us a little bit more about that because I, I, I love that story. Yeah, well, in my 20s, it was a rough uh, patch for me. And I imagine a lot of people go through that transition. You know, they're coming from, you know, high school and, they, you know, they have to go to university, get a job and things become a little bit more serious. And when, as I entered my 20s, I wasn't too sure of what direction to move in. Like, I, you know, I had a lot of ideas and uh, I felt like I was talented in different areas, but I just wasn't focused on any one of them. So I was kind of like all over the place. Uh, one thing is, it's funny that I've always liked martial arts. I've always liked talking, teaching and helping people. So I remember in my 20s, I read a Tony Robbins book and there was a couple other um, motivational uh, kind of style books. And I was like, man, that's so cool. I would love to do that. And I remember in my 20s thinking, I was like, I'm going to do that. So I sat in front of my computer one day and I wrote one sentence and that was it. And I never touched it again for like eight, eight to 10 years. Uh, but during that time, I had a journal and I would talk about my day and what kind of plagued me. But then around 2008, I decided to make a switch. I was like, I'm writing about the same stuff. I want to create change. I want to evolve. I want to transform. So I started to... Um, ask myself questions, have a conscious conversation with myself and try to figure out where these emotional ailments come from. Jealousy, anger, resentment, all these things that were kind of holding me back. What was the origin of them? 
So as I started to write and ask questions, I found I took on that flow state, as I had mentioned, and I was able to gain information or download information that was beyond my own intellect. Um, and then that was the basis. I was like, as I was writing it, I was like, man, I want to be able to share this because at the time, my cousins were at the beginning of their 20s. So I was like, man, there's no need for people to go through their own problems, especially when you have someone who's gone through it. You can guide them. You can support them. And usually people want to go through their own problems, and there's great value to that. Um, but I thought at least I can support them, you know, at least, you know, save them at some point, not necessarily, but at least guide and um, support them in a way that would, you know, get them to less trouble. So that's how I got my first book, the one you had mentioned. Um, now going forward, what I do now is um, still with the coaching, still with the teaching, but I've implemented that into my classes in the yoga studio. So I find when over the years of training people and just, you know, when you as a trainer or as a, a, a person that works one-on-one -on -one with someone, like you could be a massage therapist, a doctor, you, you find a lot of people will open up to you and they will tell you their problems. And I found just listening to other people that a lot of people had a lot of fear, a lot of doubt, a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress. And I would talk to them about that. And I was like, man, why don't you try this? And then we'll try that. And I'd find they, they wouldn't like it or they would like it or they wouldn't stick to the plan. And so I, what I do now is I integrate that into my training because you can't just tell someone once to try this out because usually they'll try it once and then that's it. Um, usually because they expect change, a miracle drug, a miracle pill, something to happen overnight, you know, miraculously. What I say is you got you to gotta apply 30 days. You got to apply like a, a dedicated regimen of all these things and really give it, a, give it a whirl, like give it a chance to really change, take shape in your life. So now what I do in my classes, I actually, I seed all those personal development strategies, those mind hacking tools into the class. So they're actually using it right away, you know? So, and it, and it works. Like I've had clients that have been working with me for two years and they've been hospitalized previously to train with me for anxiety or, you know, and having to like even miss, oh, everyone misses days of work sometimes, but like having to miss out on work and pay because of their emotional ailments plaguing them so much. So working together with them, it's been a great opportunity to like really try out everything that worked for me and see how it works for them and seeing how I can fine tune it to make it more uh, suitable for them in a class setting and also something they can take home as a homework assignment. It sounds like uh, people are getting a, a, a real well-rounded, <laughs> they're not just learning yoga, yoga, they're not just learning martial arts, they're, they're learning about life, they're learning a lot more. That's, that's Actually, great. that was one of my main things, because I was offered, because I was teaching yoga and martial arts, and people said, well, why don't you open up your own studio? And I always said no, I was like, oh, there's, no, there's too many around. And when it actually came down to do it, because I was offered many times, my thing was that I can't be like another yoga studio. I don't want to just focus on fitness. I don't want to just focus on the poses themselves, or the yoga poses, the traditional poses. My thing is I wanted to really focus on transformation because that's what was important to me. And now in my personal development um, workshops and my retreats that I do now, my focus is that transformation. I help people connect to their why statement. And we hear about that in business a lot of times. Uh, it's your purpose for doing something. So my why statement, my purpose is to create that change, that transformation, so people can really discover and really feel their potential beyond what they've ever known themselves to be. 
That's great. And I was looking online before we talked. I saw that you just offered a workshop. It was called um, Empowerment Now, Awaken Energy, Self-Love, and Happiness, things that I think all of us want to have <laughs> to a certain degree and, and maybe feel like we're, we're lacking. Um, yeah, you know, you, you mentioned anxiety. I, I don't know. You, you, you tell me, like, how did the workshop come about? And what, what was the main thing that you're hoping people would walk away from when it comes to after they were finished the workshop? I wanted them to feel like it, the way I wrote the word empowerment. Now I wrote now with exclamation because I want people to feel it right now in this instant because I want people to feel their potential here now, not later, not, you know, give it a twirl and then that's it. No, I wanted them to feel energized, transformed in this moment. I wanted to give them proven, um, exercises they really breed results so it came about when i was with my client uh one of my clients and um uh he's a very loyal client i, had, I have a group of them they're super loyal and they were like i was explaining to him i was like man i just wrote out these crazy retreats and i want to take you guys out to mexico i want to take you guys out on a week trip and so you can be totally immersed immersed in um these different tools, these strategies, and these different lifestyle tips to help you. Yes, there's going to be yoga. There's going to be a fitness element. There's going to be a meditation, huge meditation component. There's also going to add, you know, just the lifestyle. How do you wake up? What time do you wake up? What do you do first right when you wake up and open your eyes? Because these things are very strategic in molding and shaping your day. You know, if you win the morning, you win the day. And this is what I want to teach them. They're like, well, why don't you do it um, a quick one? See if we can... Uh, show people who aren't members, you know, because right now as I was talking to my clients, they're like, yeah, that'd be great. But then they were mentioned that their friends would might be interested, but they wouldn't want to commit to a week or a full weekend. They might want to just try a couple hours here. I was like, well, why not? Let's just do one. And uh, so it just started. We actually just thought about that last month and, you know, and it was really easy. It just, it was such an organic um, uh, the way it was put together is really great. So we did it on Monday, this past Monday. And man, it's funny because last week I just came back from uh, Calgary. I taught uh, yoga at a, a camp there. There was about 60 kids and I got sick there. Uh, I don't know if it was the dairy, the water or what it was. And so I had the flu last week and then approaching last weekend, a week ago, I lost my voice. I had laryngitis. So it's a good thing uh, I didn't have an interview back last week. So, but that got me worried. I was like, well, uh, I have my motivational workshop on Monday, but it worked out. I was able to add a, a little bit of a squeaky voice. I think I normally have a squeaky voice anyway, so people weren't really too surprised. <laughs> but uh, it, it was, man, it was high energy. And I had a lot of new faces in front of me and everyone was, you know, they were, they were very receptive and they just liked it because it created change in the instant. You know, I, and I even told this to the crowd. I was like, there's always people in the crowd, in the audience that are you know, agree with everything you say, but then there's always those people that cross their arms, they'll kind of sit back and they'll kind of be like, okay, show me what you got. You know, they have that skeptic mind. And I was, I was so happy to have a lot of people just like coming, coming to me at the end and thanking me and calling me from their car. I got emails within an hour explaining how they, they want to get their whole family, their, their, their husband, their children into the studio. It's, uh, it was just such a great event. Mind, tell me a little bit more about the self-love part of the whole thing. Like, can you give us a couple tips or just share with us a little bit? Like, how does that, how does that come about? That's something that's very much on, uh, on my radar right now. And I'm, re I'm realizing that 
not only myself, but a lot of other people, a lot of the problems they have in their lives is because they just don't like themselves. <laughs> they, they're very hard on themselves yeah. and it leads to depression and all kinds of things. So if you don't mind, just share with us a couple tips on uh, what we can do in that area of our lives. Absolutely. Um, it's funny. I had this discussion with my client uh, last night. This goes well with my, my latest book that I had released a couple of years ago. It's called Yoga Warrior, The Path to Ultimate Fulfillment. And that word yoga, as I had mentioned, it means union with spirit. But the word warrior is strategic because even in my, my line here is, is discover your warrior within. I can't see. Anyways, so discover your warrior within is another word for your inner being, your spirit, your soul. And when you connect to that spirit through yoga, through the flow state, you want to protect it like a warrior, the mindset of a warrior. Because as you go out in the world, a lot of people have their own ideas and opinions of what you should or can be doing in life. You know, like, you know, depending on like in the Indian culture, for example, you're not successful unless you're a doctor or a lawyer. Right. So whether you like to be that or not, that, you know, they will hold those positions on high regards. If you don't get it, you're kind of perceived as someone that's not ambitious or intelligent enough to do that. But what I believe is where you should be connecting to your inner being, what fulfills you, what speaks to your soul, because if you're doing something for someone else, you'll never be fulfilled. Money aside, you can be making millions of dollars. But there's going to be something unanswered within your own self. And I wanted to write in the headline of that empowerment now, self-love, because fear is a huge disease that many people carry in pursuit of their goals. So they have goals, they have ambitions, their soul wants them to do something, their heart wants them to really express themselves in a certain way, but fear plagues them, it stops them. So until you're able to define yourself through self-love, you won't ever move ahead in fear. So when we look at the word fear, the opposite of fear is not confidence, it's love. So when you feel love, you will not allow anything to stop in the way. Can you imagine if you love playing the guitar and people say, you got to stop playing. I love playing the guitar. It makes me, it really moves me. It speaks to my soul. I'm not bothering anyone. Why do I have to stop? No matter if people say you got you to gotta stop or not, you will find a way to always play it. And that's how people got to be with their dreams, their goals, and their ambitions. And the only way, and doing that in the pursuit of that is an expression of self-love. So if you're doing what you, what speaks to your soul, what you, what you absolutely love doing, that's a method to awaken into self-love. Excellent. I like that. I tell people, what's your love language and, and do that. You know, like we, before we got on, we were talking about how beautiful it is outside. I've already taken two walks today yeah. <laughs> and nature is my love language. Like I just instantly connect when I'm outside. So if, if anyone ever told me I had to stop going for walks, I, I, I that would be really hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'd find a way around it. You'd be doing it in like sneaky, right? <laughs> you can't stop, right? Love is such a powerful vibration and it change, it moves you. It transforms you. Right. And I was talking to my client yesterday. I was like, he goes, I just feel, he was telling me that he feels depleted and his energy is low. And I go, the reason is because you've invested in, in negativity. And when you've invested so much energy into being negative and thinking of um, the worst case scenarios, it depletes your energy. You just feel drained, unmotivated, uninspired, and you feel that you're lacking and you go into that depression. However, when you go into love, the more energy you put into the love, the more you will get back. And I gave him the example of exercise. So when you think about exercise, going for a walk, like that takes energy. But the more you do it, you'll get more energy to continue doing it. 
So when you look at someone who's got big muscles or who's got a healthy structure, you know that they can move a lot. They can pick up a heavy box or they can run a certain distance and be okay. Uh, it's because they're conditioning their body to create more of that energy. So love is the same thing. It'll cultivate more of that energy. The more, the more you express in self-love, the more you will receive back. You mentioned empowerment now. So I'm going to ask you two, two questions and get some tips from you. And you said that people could feel empowered instantly. So that'd be a great thing to leave our listeners with. I think, you know, how can people feel empowered now? <laughs> empowered now. Um, what I was saying to my client, um, because he's going to, into a negative mind frame, step one is in your highest state or even in, you know, even now write down all the great qualities that you carry in this moment. And I was saying, he goes, he didn't know. He goes like, I don't have anything. I was like, I'm like looking at you right now. And I can tell you, you're, you're a loyal individual, you know, as a client, as a friend, he's very loyal. You're very trustworthy. If you say you're going to come to class, you come to class. If you say not coming to class, I know you won't come to class, you know? And in terms of a father, cause I know he's he, sometimes he doesn't come to class because he wants to spend time with his kids. So I go, look, you're, you're a very dedicated father already three qualities that are gems, gems of character. So I go, what you want to do is write down five. So as you write down five, I want you to rehearse and read them every day. But as you read them, it's not enough to read them. You don't want to just be intellectual about them. You want to be emotional about them. And that's what's going to create the shift. And there's different ways to hack that. So the reason why that's one of the hacks is because when you're feeling low, you're going to need to pick me up. So when you read that note, that list of five, these are the things that are going to remind you of who you are, how great you are, how blessed you are in this life. And what that also does, it'll redirect your energetic state from the negative to something positive, right? People like to hear great things about themselves, right? So when you're reading it, really read it and start to change that, that vibration from negativity to positive. Now, a way to hack that, as I was going to say, there's two ways that you can do. One is using a trampoline. And I'm huge on rebounders, lymphasizers. Jumping on a trampoline while reading that thing will start to change your emotional state and your energetic right away. It's kind of like jumping on a bed as a child. You know, when you're a kid, you, want, you see a bed, you want to jump on it, right? And you have fun. So as we become older, as we become adults, we lose that fun. And fun is the zest of life. It's the expression of life. You know, you want to have fun. If you're not having fun, what are you doing? All right? So jumping on a trampoline and reading out those, that list, but reading it out loud and just yelling it and feeling it. I, I don't know if I can show you here, but I have a, a wall here with a list of 10 questions. I call them my Astika affirmations. So Astika in Sanskrit, I teach my clients words that are kind of strategic and changing their life. So the word Astika means it refers to someone who says yes to life. So it's kind of like someone who's a positive, uh, optimistic, right? So in the Astika affirmations, while they're on the trampoline, I get them running on the spot with the knees high, so revamping their energy. But then I'll read out a question. One of the questions, if I can read from here, are you ready to fight for what you want? And I'll have them yell at the top of their lungs, yes. And I'll have 10 other questions. So they're yelling out yes. So the word yes in it is another hack because when you say yes, it changes your vibration because it opens you up. You're receiving something. When you say no, it closes you off. It shuts things down. Right, So the word it itself is very strategic. So one is have that list of positive affirmations and great qualities to remind yourself how great you are. Two, to really emotionalize and create an energetic connection to what you're reading. Jump on a trampoline. Read it out loud. Now, if you're not at home where you can't use a trampoline in your, your office, 
than just keeping your feet flat on the floor and just like shaking your body very loose. In Chinese medicine, that's just creating more chi in the body, more energy flow. So as you're just flowing like that and then start reading it, you'll start to change your emotional state. Usually when someone's depressed, they become closed off, right? Like a no looks like this, a yes looks like this. So you don't want your energy, your structure, your body posture to look like a no, right? So that's one quick hack. And also in changing your emotional state is posture. So that's why yoga is a big deal for me because it teaches me to move from like this to this, right? So just standing with your hands on your hips, with your shoulders down and your chest up and your tummy in and your glutes engaged, that's called the position of power. So just standing there with your feet hip width. You can do this barefoot in the park if you want after, after our interview. Uh, if you stand there for two minutes in a t at a time, Amy, Amy Cuddy, she's a Harvard uh, business. She, went to, uh, she did Harvard business. She studied that and she came up. Standing in that position, the position of power for two minutes at a time will decrease your, or sorry, increase your testosterone levels by 20%. It'll increase, or sorry, decrease your stress levels by 25% and increase your risk tolerance by 33%. So all it takes is two minutes of a day, just standing hands on your hips or at your side and just having your chin parallel to the floor and just standing motionless with your chest up. Because what that does, it facilitates um, nice airflow throughout the body, air and chi, energy moving throughout the body. Because when you're negative, you become closed off, and certain parts of the body start to collect energy. So you're not, you don't have that yin and yang balance. So where do you see this going? You wrote this contract and then it seems like you fulfilled a lot of what's on the contract. So what's, what's next do you think for Paul Niger? I, my, from my youngest age, my very first quote that I memorized that I, I've been holding close to my heart my entire life, Bruce Lee wrote it, it's called the key to immortality is first living the life worth remembering. So despite doing all the stuff that I've done, I want to keep going and growing. I want to keep growing and helping people as much as I can because I can only be remembered based on who, how many people I can touch, how many people can I transform and inspire. So the more people I can get in front of, the more I will be able to live closer to my, my own uh, life fulfillment. So moving forward, I have retreats already created. I've have, I, all I have to do is book them. More workshops I have planned and just keep teaching. And I've created my own yoga style and i have a curriculum that i've created so i want to teach and certify other people in my style good stuff i'm tracking with you on all of these different things uh we need to close up and uh, one of the things we've been asking people to do is our, our guests to do is to give our audience just one challenge one action challenge because we don't want to just talk about theory and i know you're not doing that you're implementing all of this stuff with your with your clients and yourself but yeah so if you could leave us with just one really simple thing and what we'll do is we'll post this on facebook uh we have an action group mm -hmm. and uh, if you wouldn't mind checking in there after your your interview has been released but something really simple maybe even something people can take a a picture or do a video what's what's one what's what's one challenge that you'd like to leave our listeners with today actually uh, I, I challenged my group on Monday at the Empowerment Now workshop to do three things in this week that actually uh, uh, terrifies them. And that could be something like having eye contact with the, the person at the till at the checkout counter, or it could be saying 
high to a random person or what I would I do because I challenge myself sometimes I'm already allowed and kind of obnoxious sometimes but I like to see can I be loud can I be the loudest person in the room I'm an introvert but at the same time I'm also an extra extrovert I like to call I'm an introverted extrovert in Chinese we call it Xiao Yang uh, so half half um, but so challenge yourself to do three things or even one that kind of um, terrifies you something that pulls you out of your comfort and in doing that it unboxes you and allows you to discover a part of you you have yet to discover you know it'll re-energize and reinvigorate you some people will go bungee jumping because they're afraid of heights some people will actually you know say I love you to a partner someone they've been kind of apprehensive about saying because they're shy you know something like that something that fear or even public speaking you know announcing something creating a toast at dinner you know anything that kind of like any that anything that's quick you don't want to think too much about it because analysis causes paralysis you know it'll stop you you'll think too much into it you'll get into your head and you won't do it so you want to make sure that it's simple enough that you can do right away and it's you can be spontaneous with it just smiling eye contact and being the loudest in the room Right on. Well, good, Paul. I've been, I've been kind of uh, evaluating these interviews of how I'm feeling at the end. If I'm feeling inspired, then I know it was a good interview and I'm feeling inspired. <laughs> you fired me up. Actually, from the moment we started talking, you know, <laughs> your energy already was already fired. <laughs> <laughs> That's empowerment now. I was empowered yeah. instantly. So yeah, thank you so much. Um, I just want to remind people that uh, the Get Inspired Talks podcast is part of the Get Inspired Talks events. And uh, if you go online and, and go to getinspiredtalks.com, you can find out more about that. And Paul, how can people get in touch with you if they want to find out more about what you're doing and the, and the yoga dojo and your workshops as well? Yeah, they can check out yogadojo.ca, Y-O-G-A-D-O-J-O.ca. It's in, located in Surrey. And otherwise, you can check out my blogs. I have a lot of blogs on personal development and different strategies on my, my website, my personal website, paulniger.com, N-I-J-A-R. Well, thanks for joining me today, Paul. This has been, it's been great to catch up with you and uh, just, just love your energy and all the things that you shared today. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. It was great, great meeting you again. Take care. You too. See you.